Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, so many things. First of all, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan basketball comes back tomorrow as as <gasps> we speak. It's tomorrow. Yeah, they had, they had an exhibition game on Friday, but tomorrow they're back for an actual game of basketball. Whoa. Um, Michigan football finally has another bye week this upcoming week. And they won another game yesterday. And on Harley, Saturday. The, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Time's a social construct. It really is. And then, also, Harley's dad had a birthday, and my mom is currently having a birthday, so, like, shout out to all of them. Happy birthday. And, ha- like, maybe if you were born as well yeah. in the last, like, three days, happy birthday. Yeah. I feel like some people did. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, we also have, like, we're bringing back a lot of our, like, weird things that we used to do on the podcast. I don't know how else to describe them, but just, like, keep listening, because we've mostly just been talking about football and basketball lately, but we realize that that's kind of off-brand for us, so this podcast episode is about to be fun. Yeah, the silly segs will definitely be back. The silly segs, as Duncan Robinson and Andrew Dockage call them on their podcast. I thought we called them. No, we got that, because that's what Duncan and Dockage call them on the Doc and Dunk show. We like copied that. Oops. <laughs> no, but it was like an intentional thing. Like oh. when we decided to make our podcast, we're like, we should make it like Doc and Dunk, where we have silly segs. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um. It's, want- all, it's always good to like remember your origin story, I guess. Yeah. Our origin clearly, story I is forgot like my origin. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I forgot. <laughs> I feel like we have like four hundred origin stories for this podcast, though, because everything in the world just kind of combined together to make us have a podcast. So whenever people ask why we made it, I have like a different story because so many different factors like contributed to it. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess the underlying thing is like when we like to discuss Michigan playing football and playing basketball. And well, we kind of saw both of them in the last like few days. So we played Maryland this past Saturday and we beat them 38 to 7, I believe is the final score. And honestly, well, Maryland. They got off to a really, like, good start, like, offensively. Michigan like, did, not Maryland. No, like, in terms of, like, their season. Oh, yes, Yeah, yes. like, a while, a while ago. Like, Maryland looked, like, well, I guess they didn't really play anyone either in that respect, but they had a really dominant-looking offense the first their first two games of the season, whereas we looked kind of horrible, sloppy. And I, and I think what I was going to go with this was that, like, a lot of us, like, after Michigan's initial per- – performance in the beginning of the season where like Maryland could probably beat Michigan but we they definitely could have if we had played September Maryland in September I think Maryland would have beaten Michigan well there you go but we have hit our stride as a team and I five uh, <laughs> there was too much um <laughs> but we actually beat Maryland and I know I I probably thought we could have dropped the L to Maryland because I was so cynical and mad at them for so long but Something changed in this team, um, I think it was like 10, 11 quarters ago, and we've just been a dominant force. Five quarters ago. No, like since Penn State. Yeah. Penn State, Notre like Dame, Maryland. It's, oh. That's like math. There are four quarters in the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Anywho. <laughs> I thought there were two. I was like, no. English majors. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... I think a lot of people, like, in terms of, like, this game, um, weren't really, like, impressed, especially after coming off of the week against Notre Dame, where we just looked absolutely crushing 
completely dominant in all sides of the ball, like a fast-paced team. We were ready. We were on it in all regards. But in all honesty, I thought we were kind of came out swinging a little slow. Um, well, after the Giles Jackson <laughs> 97-yard okay. um, punt re- uh, kickoff return, might be. Um, things just kind of looked a little iffy, in, but in terms of um, because Maryland kind of like was owning us in all like respect, except for like the score for a while. Um, they were controlling the clock more. They had more first downs, more yardage. But Michigan quickly overtook that in that column, and we ended up obviously winning the game <laughs> in every aspect. Um, but yeah, I was a little frustrated with the defense. I um, there's just I don't, I don't think well Maryland's offensive strategy was to like run it, which is like completely like obvious in my um, knowledge of like watching Michigan's defense because like that's not really our strong suit. And you're not going to really want to try and do any air attacks against our defense because we're usually pretty solid on that. Um, but, I don't know. It was kind of boring. What did you... Yeah, I thought it was boring. Um, yeah, boredom was something I took away from it. But, but, no, I definitely agree with everything you said. I think it's easy to come out of a game like that just sort of disappointed. But I think when you come out of it sort of disappointed, you should check yourself, realize there's no reason to be disappointed mm-hmm. and move on. Because if you do think back to earlier in the season, I genuinely don't think that the Michigan that played Middle Tennessee State and played Army and played Wisconsin could have beaten Maryland. Or at least I don't think they could have won by 31 points yes. against Maryland. And so I think it's just a testament to how much this team has improved over the course of the season, but especially since halftime at Penn State. Um, I think it's been a completely different team. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's easy to feel a little bit underwhelmed because we just beat a team that was in the top 10 by a lot. So it's like, this is an unranked team. Can't we beat them by like 5 million points? Um, And so like initially that might feel a little bit disappointing that it was you know, 31, not 100 points. But if you really think about it, 31 points is a lot. They more than covered the spread, which they mm-hmm. were not doing at the beginning of the season. No. It, it was a solid win. And, like, I think a lot of people have been saying also that I completely agree with is, yeah, they looked a little bit sloppy. Maybe they didn't look their best. That's really, really good news that they can look a little sloppy and not look their best and still win by 31 points against anybody. I don't care who it is. But it's a Big Ten team. It might be Maryland. It's still a Big Ten team. So I think that just speaks volumes to how much this team has improved and how much more we can expect from them than we used to expect from them. That's also true. And just, I think the, like, frustration was just a little bit misplaced just in terms of, like, yeah, it's Maryland, and, like, we always have the assumption with, like, if you're playing, like, a Maryland or a Rutgers that there's a certain expectation that you're probably going to, like, shut them out or win 78 to nothing. I don't know. But in... These teams are, like, yeah, they're the notorious punching bags, but they're, like, not going to just roll over. They are a Big Ten team. And, like, I was going to include Illinois on that list, but they're currently at 5-4 and four on the season. And, like, anything mm-hmm. is completely possible. And I think, like, this season of college football, like, you can kind of, like, notice that across the board is that, yeah, we there's a bunch of, like, ranked, ranked teams that are going against teams that usually just kind of get rolled over by them. But they put up a fight, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Illinois took down a Wisconsin. South Carolina took down a Georgia. Like, it's really anyone's game. And, like, I think that's more, like, a testament to, like, basketball than it is to, like, football. But, like, anyone can come out swinging, in all honesty. For sure. So, like, I honestly 
Yeah, it was a boring game. It wasn't nearly as exciting because we weren't playing, like, a ranked Notre Dame team. Um, but I think it was just, like, a good, I don't know, like, intermittent game, I guess, for a team. No but, one got injured, which is probably yeah. the best news of the game. There's that, and then now we have, like, a bye week, and we have, like, I don't know. It was just, like, it wasn't, like, somebody, like, difficult, you know, in between, like, Notre Dame and MSU. Like, it was just, like, a Maryland. So, it's, like, I don't think we really have to, like, look that solid against, like, a Maryland. Like, we have, like, other things to, like, attend to, in all honesty. And, like, they jo- they got the job go- done regardless, and I don't think we can be, like, that mad at them. Like, yeah, I would, like, for our, like, uh, defense to look a lot more solid against the run, but... I you, you pick and choose your battles, and we won, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, two points before we get into more specific stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend too much time on these. One, just be glad we didn't lose. Like, in all honesty, mm-hmm. like, this is, I know Maryland is, yeah, like a punching bag, especially within the Big Ten, that you want to win 78 nothing. Honestly, this is Michigan we're talking about. This is college football we're talking about. We could have lost that game. Like, I'm so glad we won by double digits and we covered the spread, mm-hmm. let alone just, like, that we won. Like, just take a minute. Like, the, that game, you didn't have to just write that off as a win. You never know with Michigan or with anyone in college football. Second of all, I think um, fans of programs like Michigan that are consistently ranked tend to forget that there are still unranked teams that are better than other unranked teams, especially Mm -hmm. we saw this a lot at the beginning of the season when we kind of struggled against Middle Tennessee. We saw Maryland beating other unranked teams, and we saw, um, like, Ohio State, like, putting up a bunch of points against FAU. And we just had to take a minute and remember, like, just because all those teams that were all playing are unranked doesn't mean they're all equal. Like, there's still programs that are better than other programs, and I know that goes without being said, but sometimes you just have to remind yourself that, Maryland is still a Power Five program, it, like they're they're not just like a cupcake. Like they just because they're not ranked, it just means they're not one of the twenty five best teams in the country. But they're still, you can't like say that Maryland is the same thing as Rutgers. Even Maryland's way better than Rutgers. Well, <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into specifics of the game. Okay. Uh, which one? Any of them? <laughs> Do you want to talk about Zach Charbonnet? Oh, yeah, that was, like, probably the highlight of the game, in Just all honesty. Just his existence? Um, well, that, but Zach Charbonnet um, now currently holds the Michigan football record for a freshman with rushing touchdowns, and, like, the announcers, like, said when, as soon as he broke it, he was like, it's a big deal to own a record at I Michigan. heard that, yes, and I loved that they said that. And, like, historically, yeah, like, we should be, like, really proud of, like, <laughs> Zach Charbonnet, because with such a historic, like, football program, like, to own a record and to like keep like stacking it like I'm so yeah, proud I'm so excited like, that for Zach Charbonnet because like the sky is literally the limit like if this is like his production and like if we can keep him healthy like as a freshman like imagine like more years to come with a Zach Charbonnet I am continuously in awe of our running backs this season yes, they have and, improved so much and especially Zach Charbonnet like he I think he's the best thing to have come out of this season that mm-hmm. we didn't expect I mean I remember in our preseason episode I was like yeah I expect Zach Charbonnet to like maybe be starting by the end of the season and he's the one like granted he disappeared for a couple games we still haven't really like heard why but he's it's like the, a mystery yeah it's like kind of well I mean a lot of things that those coaching staff have done <laughs> mystery. but Zach Charbonnet has just been like like I don't think we take a few enough moments to meditate offense. on how <laughs> yeah he's been our entire offense he's this little freshman who were like yeah we might have this running back who might be able to step into Karan Higdon's shoes and like 
Or, like, not even that. He might be able to step into, like, Chris Evans's shoes while, like, True Wilson gets the majority of the carries. But in Christian Turner, like, like GBT. I was like, we were very wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I, that's, I'm so excited about the future of, not only, I'm excited for the future of Michigan's run game. I'm excited for the future of Michigan football. If you look at all these promising freshmen and then all these underwhelming upperclassmen, I'm like, dang, we can go nowhere but up, assuming our coaching nowhere staff can go From here, deliver. my dear. <laughs> Literally. But I just also, really hope I have to give, like, my, like, solid shout-out to Hassan Haskins. I also think the, like, dual threat of Hassan Haskins and Zach Charbonnet have been, like, super 100%. solid for our offense. Um... Both of them have, like, completely, like, settled into their role, and I think they've gotten better every single week. I know Hassan Haskins was a little shaky in the beginning of the season. I'm pretty Especially sure Especially Hassan had, Haskins, because uh, Zach Charbonnet looked good right out the gates. But. That's true. But, like, in terms of, like, kind of, like, carrying the load. But also, I have to, like, shout out, like, True Wilson. He's also, like, set up, like, multiple different um, scoring opportunities for our team as well. Um, he really reemerged every, against Maryland. Yeah. Everyone has, I think, since, like, recovered from those official those um, first, like, offensive, like, woes um, from the first few games of the season. And, like, in all honesty, like, it came at, like, the most, like, perfect time almost. Like, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season. I mean, it is November. Like, there's only so much of the season left. Mm -hmm. I think we have, like, what, three games? Um, So, and maybe a bowl game. I don't know which one it is. That's why I said maybe. (laughs) Um, So, um, but... I think that's just it's really really refreshing to see but and also on that like flip side too we haven't really had a turnover since the first half I believe of the Penn State game dude what happened so like (laughs) we have like really settled in (laughs) and like it's it's beautiful like I don't have to like be stressed about it I feel like if it if we have like a turnover I'll be like oh well that's fine but we just went like for so long without it, but, like, knock on wood that we don't. Harley, um, um, we used to always let the other, we used to turn the ball over on every single like first offensive drive, and time. the other team would always score on it. I mean, not always, it was the first two games, but it's now, like, like... It's so easy to capitalize on that, though. But now, we're scoring before the first drive, so, like, this And also, team, like, if something, like, doesn't go our way, like, such as, like, maybe a turnover or, like, a missed call or something, like, we don't, like, roll over They don't that. go, like, home and cry about it. They're yeah, just we're like, like okay, all right, keep playing fine. football. Yeah. And then they just, like, pull themselves up by their, like, bootstraps and keep marching down the field. And I'm like, wow, that's cute. I love that. I mean, maybe, like, we didn't see that, like, consistently against Maryland, whatever. But we did that against Notre Dame. And I think that's more of a testament to our team's um, change in, like, outlook for this season than, like, anything else. Like, who cares about a Maryland? Like, if you can do that and stare down the face of a num- of the previously number eight team in the country, like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, honestly. Also, I have a question. Mm. How much do you think that this improvement over the season, especially in terms of our offense, you can attribute to at the beginning of the season, season a guy was calling the plays who had never called plays before in his life, and he got better like how much do you think is josh gaddis's development rather than i think like his development as a leader not only his development in calling plays but just in like leading the offense well i think after whatever game he came down to the field for the first time Mm -hmm. that like that's true um created a shift in our offense but i also just think like it's like i said it's november now like i think he's like settled in and, like, maybe he, like, has a better read on this team. I mean, granted, like, he's only been with us for a little bit. 
and he was with Alabama for over a year or so. So I think he's gotten more used to the program. He's, like, and more used to, like, to the tools and, like, weapons that he has. And I don't know if it was, like, initially, like, whatever was going on with Shea in the beginning of the season. He I was think, totally broken. I, there was something wrong with Shea. I don't know they what They finally it was, admitted but it, like, too. Yeah. But I think that's also helped a lot because you can be, like, you can do more when you have, like, better health. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, like, um, um, so, like, he wasn't really, like, limited in, like, the things he could do and ask of Shay because, like, now Shay's like, fine, well, better than he was. And I, I think that just also comes with, like, I don't know what happened in that, like, moment, like, halfway through the Penn State game. I don't know what, like, clicked or shifted, but, like, something, like, changed, and I think, like, everyone was just, like, ready to go, and they were, like, tired of, like, what we were all saying, they were tired of us, maybe they were just frustrated with themselves, with the, like, aspect of, like, okay, so this didn't go our way, we're not gonna cry about it anymore, we're gonna fight, and I think everyone has that, like, drive and fire, and there's a lot more, and I, there just seems like a lot more trust in, like, between the team and the coaching staff, and Mm-hmm. Something clicked. I don't know what, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, literally. Like, it's like... But I think, yeah. yeah. I've I've liked most of the things that, like, Josh Gaddis has, like, expanded on and done with our offense. I don't know if that's completely attributed to the fact that Shea is better um, in terms of health. I don't know, just in terms of general, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure someone... Uh, like, admitted in a – Chris Partridge, maybe? Someone admitted in a press conference that Shay's injury before was limiting his ability to, like, do things. Like, I, I don't remember the exact <laughs> quote. Uh, but, yeah, I think there are a million things, like I said before, that's just, like, a mystery that our coaching staff and, like, most of the team probably knows that we don't know. But there are a lot of things that if you look how this team has progressed over the course of the season, that make no sense. And we mm-hmm. have no – we can only guess at what the storyline is there in terms of Shay's development – like, what happened to our run game, why the play calling has been so weird, just why the motivation and the vibe of the team has been so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. We'll never have answers for those unless we do investigative journalism someday. <laughs> uh, we'll, like, look back at the, like, 2019 Michigan football team. But I don't know. I'm happy with where they are right now, and I'm hoping that they continue to progress from where they currently are. That's so true. I'm uh, quite proud of them. Okay, so do you want to, like, go on to superlatives or – oh, we have, like, a couple things to discuss. One, um, do you want to discuss this one? Oh, maybe just, like, in the, like, comment. Like, a summary. Yeah, just give a summary. Okay. Um, so, I th- I'm not, like, a dark horse, but, like, a, like, really consistent presence that you probably, like, don't think of, but you probably do think of if you're on Twitter, um, <laughs> is the presence of, like, of our very own Mike Dana, um, and specifically more so the, like, pressure that he's been putting on, like, quarterbacks to, like, disrupt their, like, passing attempts that lead to, um, interceptions collected by our very own Josh Metellus, mm-hmm. um, Probably one of my favorite plays of the game, honestly. I just love when our defense is really solid and stacked. And Josh Metellus in general. Josh Metellus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I He doesn't get enough like hype and credit maybe in like general because he doesn't have like those big like takeaways, but like we wouldn't have like those kind of like plays without like 
I'm kidding. There are many things that all of Twitter will, like, collectively say. And I'm like, are you guys all just, like, that reading one. each other's tweets? Yes! Okay, everyone's mad at Jake Moody because, like, he's missed maybe, like, like, two field goals in his life now. And Quinn Nardine is apparently... three. Whatever. And Quinn Nardine has made one in his life. I was like, Quinn Nardine has made one in the past, like, year and a few weeks. And, like, Jake Moody has missed, like, three, so everyone's, like, get rid of Jake Moody. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, first of all, you can get rid of Jake Moody if you want, but, like, I'm pretty sure Quinn Nardine's into seniors and, like, has no more eligibility. So, like, you can only get rid of Jake Moody for so long before you have to bring him back. Second of all, Harley and I really like Jake Moody because, mm-hmm. like, he just looks so happy and, like, just fun as he runs on the field. And <laughs> Quinn Nardine kind of, like, annoys us because we always just watch him when, during home games and he's like warming up on the sidelines running back and forth the entire game and we're like you don't have to do that like and he like goes much. in and like misses a field goal yeah. like we haven't seen Quinn Nordine make a field goal that's so true. I'm pretty sure that like I will extend this like missed field goal out until he makes one at home and in like my own presence yeah, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I haven't eyes. seen it with my own it eyes. It could have been doctored. I think that Jake <laughs> Moody has... I also have only watched Jake Moody miss one field goal in my life Uh-oh. with my own eyes. I've seen him miss, like... Wait, we have? Yeah. Oh, like, in our with own our eyes. With our own eyes. I think oh, it's only then maybe, one. like, one with our own eyes. Yeah. But, like, with our own eyes through a TV, maybe, yeah, like, two but, more. <laughs> oh, well, I saw the Quinn Nardine ones, like, with my own eyes through a TV. I thought we meant, like, in... Oh, were um, you, like, not watching <laughs> yeah okay gotcha gotcha (laughs) i got you um yeah but like all of twitter didn't really like jake moody and i was like shut up what else just i don't know twitter has like so many things that they all seem to think are really original opinions i can't think (laughs) of any other ones but they're like it's like these things that just constantly come back up and i'm like you guys aren't funny but then they probably see my tweets and they're like you're so stupid i was like okay so in all honesty like sure we're not really that deep when it comes to having (laughs) a kicker but like most teams aren't and also like you you can have the best kicker maybe in the country and you'll still miss and then lose to south carolina so (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) because we have running backs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who needs kickers when you need yeah. run, when yeah, you have yeah, Hassan Haskins and Zach Charbonnet you don't need kickers. yeah what's a field goal we, what's a field goal we when touchdowns like, here at Michigan <laughs> when you have like Sometimes Shea Patterson like zoom under like 600 people and like get his eyes poked out <laughs> for a touchdown or what's who needs a kicker when you don't get within field goal range yeah we don't exactly. need them we have ours we have plenty of other people that can do <laughs> other vibes yeah so and plus it, there was another fake punt this game which i, I always yeah. love i like that one too it was the same one as the other fake punt that we but had it was, still it, was just, still, it was still just as fun just as fun the second time around <laughs> Um, we need to discuss. Can I, like, do this one? First? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Feel free. So, I was kind of, like, touching on it before, um, in terms of just, I, this has since been, like, updated because, I, well, maybe not. But, like, I've been referencing, like, for most of the podcast episode this far, um, when we were trailing 21-7 to against Penn State, um, right, so, like, right before the half, um, we came out and became a team. For, we sure the team, for, the team, the team. Like whatever reason, twenty nineteen Michigan had a glow up, mm-hmm. and like here's like what I'm talking about when we when I said like major glow up. So since then, like coming out third quarter against Penn State, we have outscored our opponents ninety seven to twenty eight. We have rushed. We've rushed <laughs> our offensive 
yardage output has gone up from our 998 yards to our opponent's 493. We've gotten five, five, <laughs> five. I'm really bad at this. I was like five. We're not math majors on this. Podcast. No, <laughs> very much As so. Previously said so many first times. downs, we've had 53. Okay, so here's sidebar. I'm saying this like I'm saying the Starbucks bathroom codes. That's why. That's okay. So we have like a bathroom code at Starbucks, and like yeah, I have to say it one number at a time. So that's what I'm going with right now, and I'm really sorry because 53 is a number, but I'm saying it five three because because <laughs> when you really I have to explain what numbers are to people constantly. Um, that's so we've really good of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they're like, wait, what? They don't understand number combinations, so I have to go one at a time instead of just like that might have, if two you ever two have to one tell me a number, you can or like that. one two two. Anyways, um, we've had 53 first downs to our opponents, 33. We've had no turnovers um, for over 10 quarters, and our opponents have had three. So, Dude, that's the best stat. The no I, turnovers. Remember when turning yes. over the ball was like Michigan football's favorite hobby? And they would just do that hobby. whenever given the opportunity. It was which like was our like job. How many times did we turn the ball over against Wisconsin? I don't even want to know. I don't, I, wanna, I like I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to look at it, it or be reminded of it. But like this like graphic, I'm pretty sure I got it from like btn um oh it's beautiful i'm gonna look at it for the rest of my days don't you kind of want to be one of those people when you grow up who like just pull the crazy stats out yeah put on the t- i'll be like do you remember this <laughs> but then half of them are like really weird like like the whole narrative of like jim harbaugh doesn't win road games on the road or whatever, whatever. I mean, but all those things like, but that's like true though <laughs> yeah but like i don't know a lot of those narratives they pull about jim harbaugh where like he hasn't been beaten a top 10 road win in Wait. raining yeah I have one. Yeah. Like, our favorite random stat. What? When Duncan Robinson had six points <laughs> off the bench, we were undefeated. <laughs> okay, no, I liked... For, like, a very long time. I that liked was, that stat. I liked, like, looking out that stat. No, I mostly just don't like it when they pull the random stats to discredit Jim Harbaugh, and you're oh. like, okay, that's not even I thought we were thing. talking about, like, our favorite ones. Oh, no, I'm talking about my least favorite ones, because oh. it's just annoying, because they'll pull all these things, like, Jim Harbaugh hasn't yet beaten a team in, like, this, this, and this circumstance, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this, like, Michigan can do better, and then you pull, like any coach in college football like you look at like james franklin that's a bad example i don't know urban meyer nick saban davis like all the all, kirby smart <laughs> and like mm-hmm. not like just name drop everybody yeah, <laughs> none of them can i'm trying to think of like a good equivalent but none of like they pull all these like narratives about jim harbaugh but it's like nobody does that like that's not a thing that you're expected to achieve as a college football coach anyway sorry that was a weird tangent yeah, I kind of, like, tuned that out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, that's so... I went from saying I love random stats to, like, hating them within one tangent. So we'll just maintain that our favorite stat was the Duncan Robinson one. Oh, for like, sure. We need to be the ones to discover a stat like that. I did discover that, and then I remembered it for the rest of my days of but the 2018 But you didn't, like, season. discover it. It was, like, a thing. I know, but, like, I discovered the person that discovered it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll just discover people who discover things. Yes. Can we get, like, a stats guy for the podcast? No. Okay. It's not in budget. Dang it. I'll save up. Okay. For Christmas, I want a stats guy. (laughs) I'm sure we would have, like, many volunteers. I think so. Like, I'm just, like, thinking of everyone I know and how they're all, like, engineers who, like... DM us fun stats about Michigan basketball or Michigan football. Fun fact. They haven't... Never mind, I'm not going to say that. Like, <laughs> Did you know what I was going to say? No, but I don't want to know. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, let's discuss. I think the like big news in terms of like Michigan football this past week, um, besides obviously playing a game, um, 
our 2020 commit, J.D. Johnson, um, was a quarterback coming in with this new class. Um, um, was recently... He medically what? retired. Yes. He, um, but right, A heart condition, I think. Yeah, his aorta. That's all I remember. I think he was going in for surgery, and they found that it was a lot more serious than it was originally supposed to be. So we had to medically retire, like Hannah said. And um, Jim Harbaugh is honoring um, his scholarship, so he'll still be on campus. Um, I think he'll be more in, like, a coaching role, um, which is, like, really, really solid um, for our program to do. Um, And how, like, it's just, you know, like, when you're going through, like, the recruiting process, like, your family and, like, you as, like, a player are, like, looking for someone that will, like, honestly, like, take you in as family and, like, treat you as such. Mm -hmm. Um, And so many – I don't know if it's, like, so many times, but, like, in all honesty, like, you could probably be scared, like, coming forward with, like, this kind of thing because some people – I don't know who, um, but you could have that revoked. Um, I mean, obviously, you could, like, fight that. Um, tooth and nail because then you can make the program look bad but um just in terms of like making this like it's just like a really a relief you know for like JD and like his family like because like this was his future and like Michigan was his future and it still will be and I think that's just like a great testament to our program and to Harbaugh like like we got your back you know and I think that's really a good image to like portray to like family and recruits of like years to come like we got you you know what I'm saying like you have like family first aspect and um as sad as it is for probably JD to like not be able to play anymore um like the Michigan family like will still be there for him um and he gets to come to the greatest university in the world so wow well said (laughs) Harley yeah yeah, it is. It, it speaks well in our program. Much respect to Harbaugh for that. I mean, it, I think it would be expected that he would still honor the scholarship, but mm-hmm. it's great that he did. It kind of reminds me, not really a similar story, but like Jawan Howard's recruitment when he was a student um, and just like the family aspect and how Steve Fisher really stepped in and like was his family and how like, I don't know, as a non-student athlete, like it's hard to for me to comprehend how the recruitment process really is a promise from in, in many mm-hmm. aspects, in, in many situations, not every school, but um, that that coach and that team will be your family for the next few years. So it's really great to see that from Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's move on to superlatives. Okay, okay. Um, my player of the week is Giles Jackson um, because I'm pretty sure you were all saw the video. I'm pretty sure like ESPN posted it and then everyone quoted it with like, yeah, this camera angle is flames. And then I think Cameron Grum was like, no, Giles Jackson's just flames, but cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the 97-yard um, cake return, which was absolutely bananas. And I loved seeing that because I don't think we really had one like all season in terms of like a punt return or a kick return. So... And also, he's a freshman, I'm pretty sure. So it's nice to see, like, the young ones, like, doing stuff like that. They're, they're really, like, excited to play football, and they really want to do well. And he was zooming super fast, and the camera was zooming after him. And I think I watched that, like, 400 times. Yeah, I would say player. Do you have the, a player in the game? Well, I would go with Giles Jackson or Josh Metellus. 
One maybe of the two. Maybe Zach Charbonnet. Or maybe Zach Charbonnet. Or like mm, Aiden Hutchinson. Kinda... <laughs> for the vibes. Uh, so the B Batter Award. We have a few for that. Um, I'll just go down the line. Maryland. The Maryland Terrapins. Terps. Ter- the Maryland Terps. They really had like throwback uniforms. They were kind of cool looking. They didn't have their said, flag all over them. Because it said like Terps. Yeah, in like cursive. And they were like twerps. And they like lost. So cool. Yeah. Maryland twerps. Remember mm-hmm. last year? No. We did, When we were doing our little podcast that we had. And Jeff Mann was on that episode, and he was like, Maryland twerps. Oh, so then maybe I'm, like, channeling my inner Jeff Mann. Yeah, shout okay. out Jeff Mann. He's shout definitely not Mann. listening. Um, we'll, we'll DM it to him. <laughs> Notre Dame, because they Notre look Lame. horrible. Michigan State, they're horrible. Harley's leggings, I guess. Would you like to speak on that? Um, this is all the Be Better Award, by the way. <laughs> They have a hole in them, so I'm kind of mad about it. So, like, be better and have more integrity. <laughs> I'm going to give the be better word to these sweatpants because I've washed them, like, four times and now they're baggy. Okay, yeah. We want more integrity yeah, with we, pants. We need to, maybe we need to buy better, better quality. quality. <laughs> <laughs> these are from H&M. These are from anything. Forever 21. <laughs> Fast fashion is canceled for the week. <laughs> um, the Franz of the Week Award goes to Franz Wagner. The canceled award goes to all the people out there who are um, upset about Michigan football winning against Maryland. And yeah. I mean, that's specifically the Michigan fans who are upset about it. The Maryland fans have every right. <laughs> Not really, though. I don't know what they expected. I actually have never encountered a Maryland fan. Um, can I like just change this to cutest award? Sure, yeah. Cutest I want to give the cutest award to like the Michigan fan base because it looked like a kind of a home game in the lower bowl. Oh, that was Like, cute. if you like looked at the game at any point, when the camera was panning over the crowd, like, it was literally, like, maize and blue, like... And, like, maize and brew. Like, maize and blue throughout, like, the entirety. <laughs> and it was just... It was so cool and so cute of, like... We really do go to the greatest university. We can travel, like, no other. Really, honestly. But that's just because, like, we're everywhere and anywhere, so... Go yeah. blue. Wherever you go. Go, go blue. blue. Um, the Congratulations by Post Malone Award goes to Zach Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet for his, um, thing we talked about, his record, most rushing touchdowns by a, a little baby. <laughs> Best Halloween Award goes to DPJ. If you haven't seen that video, DM us, we'll send it to you. <laughs> or, like, go on DPJ's Instagram or it's Twitter. It's so, it's the best he thing in the whole world. He went all out for Halloween, like, more than anyone I've ever encountered and, and i feel like it's just the most on brand like dp like yes like when i saw it i was like this is the most dpj thing that i've ever seen <laughs> because he like seems to go all out in a lot of aspects of his life and like kind of a dorky way too you know what i mean that's the michigan difference because yeah. i'm pretty sure that's everybody <laughs> that's actually really it's a true. requirement to go to i mean i go all I out be a dork 15 of my friends to be hot dogs for halloween that was so. my favorite thing <laughs> in the whole wide world Dude, did i tell you Okay, I'll tell all of you guys, because Harley's here, too. But, um, um, okay. My plan was to, like, convince, like, 15 of my friends to be hot dogs for Halloween, and we were all going to go to Rick's at, like, 7 p.m., because it's Halloween, so we wanted to get there early and not wait in line. But it just, like, I convinced that many people to be hot dogs. Well, mostly Al. Shout out Al. But, like, <laughs> it just, like, didn't work out, because at, like, 
eight or whatever, we finally started to go to Rick's, but then, like, four people went to Skeeps, and then, because Skeeps is closer, and then we went to Rick's, and then I just wanted cinnamon rolls, so I just went home, and then, like, George and Lil, like, came with me. Like, I only, I don't think any hot dogs ultimately ended up at Rick's or Skeeps, so (laughs) that plan didn't work very well. I made cinnamon rolls, and I made a video of myself making cinnamon rolls. I worked and watched Halloween. Watched Halloween? Yeah, the movie. Oh, I thought you meant the day. No, like, the movie, like, Michael Myers. Okay. The OG Halloween. Straight flames. Um, and ate a lot of gummy worms. Oh, dude, <laughs> I just ate so many Starbursts, so like, all many of, like, gummy worms. 45 I minutes ago. I love sour gummy worms. Um, anyway, Halloween's over. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> no more hot it's dogs. It's Christmas now. Well, that depends. The Starbucks launches in a few days. It's Christmas. With, um, for some people. Um... Do you want to give the Brandon update? Yeah, the Brandon update is that he beat Rutgers, Brandon Peters. Brandon Peters, not Brandon Johns. I guess we got to, like, clarify now that basketball is tomorrow. Yeah, we can give a Brandon Johns update. He He has, like, a boot sometimes. Sometimes, but he, like, can still play basketball. But, like, play basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brandon Peters' other update is he plays Michigan State this week. Go, Brandon. Um, Basketball news. I have a few, like, little discussion sections for us, but let's, um, you know, keep it, keep it. Moving. Um, okay, hands. <laughs> just a, a side note. So <laughs> basketball starts tomorrow. Oh. And I just want to like briefly playing go over. App State. Yeah, we're playing App State, but luckily it's basketball. Um, you never know. You never know. But it wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna say. We don't know. We, we don't know. know the state of this team. In all honesty, I mean they've had the like scrimmage and they've had the exhibition game, and from what I've gathered, like it's. It's, it's like, fine. It's yeah. It's like fine. Like sometimes they'll like go into like offensive droughts, but like, I'm pretty sure that's just kind of Michigan basketball. Sometimes like if the shots don't go, the shots don't go. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have to say, and I think like once we come back to full strength in terms of like a completely healthy, healthy Brandon Johns, and obviously getting Franz Wagner back will be <laughs> really, really solid. Um, but I think I have like. Not, like, low expectations, but I'm, like, I'm not, like, oh, they're going to be, like, championship caliber mm. immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think there's still, like, things that have to be, like, worked out. And um, it's not, like, now or never, but, like, there's some – everyone needs to be, like, coming out in all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I, I have to say, though, watching that exhibition game, the stream, I watched Aunt, Aunt Wright's stream on Twitter, which is <laughs> pretty cool the first half of it then I went to Starbucks to get hot chocolate from Harley um it was like just very weird to watch just given like Michigan basketball has like had a chaotic off season and like it's been so long since we watched them play basketball and it's been such a roller coaster and then to just sit down on my bed like I did a year ago and just stream the game it's like it was just weird like it's like wait like it's not all that different. Like, it was weird seeing Juwan on the sidelines. But, and, like, like... no John Beeline. And no I, John Beeline. That's going to be the weirdest thing to me. But it was also, I like, I've spent... We've spent so him. much time mentally preparing for Juwan Howard to be the head coach that mm-hmm. it, like, wasn't as shocking as I thought it would be. And then, like, even though we lost the majority of our starting lineup, like, there's... It's not... It's... It, they're all familiar faces, first of all. Like, we only have two new players this year. But also, like, it... It felt more normal than I thought it would. Because you still have guys like John Teske and Xavier Simpson and Isaiah Livers leading the team, and they really did last year, too. It it was just kind of like, wow, like, it, 
not that much has changed despite how crazy the offseason was. Hopefully that will translate into like their record this season. I don't really think it will, but it will be pretty solid in the Big Ten. I hope so. I mean, we literally have no way of knowing. Yeah, but, but that's why I'm like low expectations, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you think what what would you consider <laughs> to be a successful season for Juwan Howard's first season? I feel like anywhere in the top five in the Big Ten would be solid. At least like be like I feel like that's, like, not that bad to ask in terms of, like, being seated in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. I don't think we'll win the Big Ten tournament. It's going to be sad when we play Michigan State. Yeah, I That's going to hurt. I but, think I need, like, a few weeks to get But it hurt last footing. year, too, like, like all three times. So and this year really we have a valid excuse. Like, yeah. last year we had no excuse. I really, like, I need a few games to get my footing and understand, like, what this team's identity is. Mm-hmm. Right now, to, like... We don't really Very know. temporarily, I'm going to say that a successful season is making the NCAA tournament. Aww. Cute. Yeah, I would... I think we could do that. You no, know, I think so, too. I'm. My hope is that maybe, like... Especially if we finish top five in the Big Ten. Well, we'll my hope is that in. maybe I can change my expectation to being, like, I want to be seated, like, nine or ten. I don't know. Like... Right now, though, I think that a good thing to hope for is that we'll make the NCAA tournament. Maybe partway through the season, I'll be like, oh, that was a low expectation. We can actually have, like, maybe a run in the tournament. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I just really, I don't know what to expect from this team. And obviously, with a first-year head coach losing your entire starting lineup, not actually, but losing your top three um, leading scorers and still having a scholarship on the table, like, you can't expect too much from the team. But we do still have a lot of our contributors from last year mm-hmm. and a lot of guys who have a lot of potential but the potential was contingent on John Beeline developing them so like we'll see what happens with guys like Colin Castleton and Brandon Johns and David DeJulius, Adrian Nunez, Cole like the list goes on. But like I'm pretty sure just in the like very very small sample size that we've had thus far in terms of like the exhibition game and the scrimmage like a David DeJulius and like a Colin Castleton and like an eight well Adrian already cracked the like starting rotation but that's just because there's nobody um but also like that's just like a testament to like how he's like has to like step up into the role for it and like a Brandon Johns like may he please return to full strength but like everyone's been like kind of impressed with like your performance and like what they've been contributing in terms of like scoring and just like I don't know I think they've looked better than what we saw of them last year and they've definitely risen to the occasion. I'm excited to see them um, in person to vibe that. So, yeah, I think I think yeah, they could be a contingent on like being developed. But I think they they are taking like what has happened in this off season like in stride, and um, didn't really like let that bother them that much. They still like know what it's like to like, play for Michigan, and like they know the expectations. And I'm pretty sure Isaiah and Xavier and John, um are all, like, leading the charge on that as well. So I don't really think they'll be that bad. They also all really seem to like Jawan Howard, yeah. which is so important. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's I don't all know. about trusting the coaching staff. Like, and, like, retaining, like, the like, previous vibes and, like, bringing in, like, um, my brain. Like, my Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you see... Juwan's done solid to, like, maintain and, like, patch up, like, all the, like, holes as best as he could. Exactly. So. Who do you think will improve the most this season out of 
the Michigan basketball team. Who do I think will improve or not, who do not I want counting, to improve? Who both. Give both. And also not counting Cole and Franz because we don't have a floor for them. Um, In terms of, like, improving, like, in general, I'd love to see, like, a breakout for Adrian Nunez. Like I said, um, he cracked the starting rotation, probably given mostly because of injuries. Um, but that's also just, like, a testament to how he's probably been performing. Um, and I'd also just like to see more of Adrian Nunez. It, you, he had, like, very, very limited time in action last season. And it would be really cool to, like, see his play style more, um, see just kind of how, like, he fits in. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, but in terms of who I want, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you know anything about me, um, I want Eli Brooks to improve. Um I don't know what I have against him. A but, lot, apparently. I have a lot of like. She just gets frustrated rage. with him every time he's on the court, which is like, he he does get a little timid sometimes out like, there. Like, like I, I want what's best for him. Honestly, I know I come off as a brat against Eli Brooks, but like, I really do. Um, and I know I don't give him that much credit, but he doesn't really have give me much to like go off of. But <laughs> <laughs> you are a upperclassman now, and. And you're still getting minutes. Like, there are guys who aren't. Exactly. So, like, I think you need to take this and just absolutely run with it. And I don't know how to, like, boost your confidence because that's on you. Um, But if the shot's there and, like, you want to go for that double-double, triple-double, whatever, (laughs) cool. Just start, like, padding your stats and maybe I'll like you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm someone, pretty sure, like, multiple people were, like, Eli Brooks got a double-double Harley, and I was, like, I very much know. <laughs> Which, like, you can't complain I about. I can't complain about, exactly. So, like, <laughs> keep doing that, Eli Brooks. Give me, like, stuff to, like, not complain Make about. Make Harley look stupid, please. Wow. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want to see Colin Castleton improve. No. Like, if people keep, I keep seeing tweets, maybe I've only seen, like, two, but they really stand out to me about the possibility of slotting Colin Castleton in at the four, like, given Franz's injury, just shifting everyone around and having Colin and John Teske in at the same time, and Ooh. that's such a fascinating idea to me, because that's a ginormous that's like lineup. like, going big. There, yeah. That's a huge group of guys. Um... Especially because, like, we don't really, like, we might be going small a lot of the time. I'm not really sure. But I like the idea of Colin Castle. He was recruited as a forward. Like, I think it would be, I don't know. I think that's really fun. But even aside from that, I think both David DeJulius and Colin Castleton need to develop this year because mm-hmm. we are losing our point guard and our center who, like, have been consistent starters. Like, we, do, we haven't really been developing anyone else there because the past two years we haven't needed to that much we just kind of shift guys around so mm-hmm. um developing David Julius and Colin Castleton I, it doesn't need to happen right away but like at some point it's gonna need to happen because they're most likely gonna be starting next year oh, I mean I think like unless that makes the most sense yeah there, I mean there I'm, could be another way to shift people around but that seems to be the natural progression of things I was like yeah I think Xavier Simpson will definitely be there like to be the like ultimate mentor for David Julius. And I think he's John Teske mentoring someone. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. They need to put more weight on Colin Castleton. He's so small. <laughs> he's, he apparently gained 23 pounds, and I'm like, where did they go? His he, side bangs? He's, he's a stick. <laughs> um, yes, but yeah, a if he becomes, like, a definitely more, like, dominant force, like, in the paint, then, yeah, we're going to be real solid. Yeah. He doesn't, like... 
Yeah, he doesn't necessarily need to learn how to shoot, but, like, that would be helpful, too. That'd be, like, too. nice. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice, too, especially, like, oh given, God. like, positionless basketball. It would be nice if he could learn how to shoot as well. <laughs> um, okay. Well, do we, like, even know if he can? I, I honestly don't know. Have we ever know. seen him try? I don't well, think he, so. He, no, I do know. His, um, his career high is six points. That game we went to, it was on my birthday, and we were, like, oh, Colin Castleton got... Can no, he, like, no, he got, 11, he got 11 points. He got 11 mm-hmm. points because his number is 11, and it was my birthday, and he did it for my birthday, February 27th at Chrysler. I That's remember. cute. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> um, anything else? No, but we have a fun segment coming up. Oh, fun segment. So, as you guys know, it's Christmas. And sort of. It depends. Har- it's Christmas, and Harley and I were talking about the most risque Christmas songs. <laughs> So we decided to each make our rings of the most risque Christmas songs. Um, Harley, do you have yours? Christmas Eve by Justin Bieber. Is that your number one? I was just like going off with just like whatever. It's not like ranked. It's just like oh, that's okay. a vibe. My number one is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> that song is so risque. Like it like, makes me uncomfortable when it comes out. I'm like, this is too risque for me. We were like listening to Christmas Eve. And I was like, this song is risque. <laughs> and this is what inspired yeah, the entire segment. Harley was like, do you ever think about how risque this song is? And I was like, no. <laughs> not really. Well, when this like album came out in like 2011, I was like, oh me oh my, what kind of like Christmas song is this? <laughs> um, but my next one is In Love on Christmas by um, NSYNC. Okay. Yeah. My next one is Santa Baby. Yeah, oh. That one's like so risque. Like... I, like, is she, like, flirting with Santa? Is that, like, the point of it? I think so. But, like, why Santa? Because, like, he can give her presents. Oh. It's, like, it's, like, Santa baby, because, like, if she calls him baby, then, like, he'll give her, like, (laughs) more things. Definitely should be, like, number one. (laughs) (laughs) That was was my interpretation, though. Maybe we need to unpack it a little more. Maybe. Okay, what's your next one? Well, I'm Santa baby, so that was my theory. Okay. Oh, I have five. Yeah. Oh, I have five. Oh, okay. Um, my next one is the um, baby. It's cold outside. The Glee version. What? Why Glee? I don't know. I just like the Glee version better. <laughs> okay. I mean that song is like risque, and then obviously like, it's like kind of messed up. Although, yeah. like, I'm sure you've seen those viral Facebook posts that it's like it's not actually what it sounds like. It's like fine, and I like don't know who to believe, but yeah. I'm just like it's always stuck in my head, so I have. I can't help it. But it's also, like, very risque. It it's is. like a, a man and his lady. <laughs> <laughs> or in the Glee version, a man and his man. Yeah, uh, yeah that was my four. Okay, what was your five? <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, is that risque? It's not. I just wanted to <laughs> be funny. Unless you say it in, like, a risque way. <laughs> you probably could. I think I have an argument that if you, like, use the right, like, instruments and the right kind of, like... <laughs> like instrumentals like you can make any christmas song risque yeah like we were listening to this we were like trying out different songs to see how risque they were and yeah. like harley's like this one is a sex one does that mean it's risque yeah exactly like, most, most like jazz music sounds kind of risque and then there's like a huge contingent of like jazz christmas music yeah so it's like kind of risque <laughs> you can um, make it that my way. final one is a classic mistletoe because if you really think about it Ooh. it's about like being under the mistletoe. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. I was um, going to put that too, but then I was like, nah, I'm going to put a stupid one. You know, you think there are like, 
Or do you think they have, like, actual risque Christmas songs that we just don't know about? Because, like, our exposure to Christmas music comes from the radio where they have to keep it, like, G-rated or PG-rated. Ew, can you imagine, like, a risque, like, explicit Christmas song? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, remember Christmas Trap? Was was it you? I would always listen to that, or was it Sam? I always listen to Christmas Trap. And, like, how half the songs are labeled as explicit, but we would always... I can't... It was with someone on the way to wildlife, but... It's Half the songs me. are labeled as explicit, but I would always try to figure out why they're labeled to ex- explicit, because half of them don't have words, and we're like, is this, like, instrument just an explicit instrument? So maybe, maybe. Christmas strap is risque. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so our, our next little seg, did we want to do the, our, okay, so there's this meme that yeah, we think is funny, so it's on Twitter, funny. it's, like, about people with different majors, like, one of them is, like, archaeology majors be, like, I have a dinosaur due Friday, <laughs> or, like, anthropology majors be, like, I have a society due Friday, <laughs> it's just funny, like, it's I, funny. it's, like, it's not really funny when you explain it and, like, talk about it on a podcast, because that kind of strips the humor from things, but, like, it's a funny meme, okay? <laughs> we, like, made one for each other is what we're saying. Yeah, so, So like, we both have dual majors, yes. so we made two for the other. Okay, so can you go do you first? Like, trade, I'm do you so me, nervous. Or do you want me to do both or just one? Um, just do one and then I'll see how I'm feeling. Okay. International study majors be like, this cow vibes up a ladder to demonstrate <laughs> resources across nations. <laughs> one time? Okay, I actually have to tell the story because it's really funny. I was walking to class. I have a 10 a.m. on two Mondays and Wednesdays and I'm walking to class it's like 10 01 and I'm on the diag and I'm like I see Harley and I'm like I have a 10 a.m I can't talk and she's like no I also have a 10 a.m and I was like oh well, mine's in the chem building because it was like I don't know a two minute walk away and she's like mine's at the med school which is like what a 20 minute walk away yeah, so far and so then I was like you're not getting there on time you can just come to my class <laughs> so I did and so she did you went to International Studies 301. Yes, she did. It was really warm that day. It was so hot in that room. And we were learning about, like, international trade, which is, like, my major. And, like, <laughs> they used cows. Like, they're talking about the poverty trap and how, like, if you have a cow, you can, like, sell it and make money. But if you, like, only have a cow, then you need to eat the cow so you can't make money. <laughs> and, like, Harley really Demonstrate latched onto resources that. resources across nations. Yes. Go me. <laughs> okay. I'll um, never forget. My first um, one for you is... Move sign majors be like, I have a joint due Friday. Because <laughs> you always talk about joints. That's so true, though. <laughs> we really do. Talk about, like, kinematics, kinetics, <laughs> different kinds of forces and torques around joints. Aw, I love that. <laughs> you like English majors be like, I have an at-length combo about the Bronte sisters do. <laughs> Oh, I haven't read the Bronte sisters in a long time. But I just like figure. Yeah, I mean, I am in a Victorian novel class. There I you go. I would fall under that, but I don't think they're on the. But alas. they're in the canon for that class. Okay, so then maybe like an old white man instead. Yeah. Okay. Well, George Eliot was a woman writing under the pen name of a man, so she could get more respect. I mean, yeah. But also, yes, yeah, so a time. lot of old white men. A lot of um Charles Dickens. That's the, okay, so maybe like. And that like combo about Charles Dickens. I have Charles Dickens due Friday. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my next one, Harley's other major is com, which she is done with, I believe. I am done. Congrats, Harley. Thank you, Anna. Um, I have a word due Monday. Because do you learn about words and how to communicate with them? I'm like, it could be. (laughs) I was going to say that for you too. I was like, I have like words (laughs) due. Dude, everyone always like when I'm like I've. Like, people think I write a lot for my English classes. I think you just read a lot. Yeah, we just read, read a lot. read so much. We don't write more than, like, 
other people. We read, I think we write the same amount, like, being common English majors. Yeah. We just, like, read more books. Well, English is just like any other, like, humanities class where you write papers on what you learn, but people seem to think we, like, write stories. As Maybe English, like, creative writing. Yeah, though. and I mean, you can take, I've taken a couple of creative writing classes, but you can only take, like, two towards the English major, so, like... Yeah, so maybe you want to be, like, a writing minor or something if you yeah. want to do that. Or you can be an English major with a concentration in creative writing. Ooh. The more you know. All right, hit me with the next thing we have. <laughs> what is that again? I wrote a mystery novel. Why did you do that again? Um, Because, like, Michigan football is kind of a mystery. Okay, yeah, read the story to me. <laughs> okay. Once upon a time in 2019, there was a football team in Ann Arbor that had a lot of expectations vibing into the new season. That is true. Everyone was returning for the most part, and running back was said to be the deepest position group on the team. Then the season began, and Michigan looked terrible. There wasn't an opening drive that didn't have a turnover. Then all of a sudden, when the team was vibed in a whiteout in Happy Valley, they decided to play football. They have yet... um, where I lost my space already. They have yet to survive a turnover in many quarters. They have outscored their opponents by many points and gained many more yards than their opponents many more. and have many more first downs. What could have possibly happened in the locker room in Happy Valley? How was this team vibed as a team? A hand and a Harley pondered and decided that they decided to listen to their hearts and come together as a team. Shay promised to love them all equally and pee the bee. The running backs Protect decided to pee the bee. The defense, though sometimes takes naps because they are sleepyheads, decided that they wanted to help the offense. The end. Um, I really like that story, and I think it's true. That kind of sums up the season. <laughs> also, as someone who is in, currently in a class where we exclusively read mystery novels, mm-hmm. um, that was a lot more comprehensive than the books we read. <laughs> <laughs> My class is called, like, The World is Mystery, and we have to, like, contemplate how the world is a mystery, but also, like, mysteries portray the world. So perhaps, like, Michigan is a mystery, but, like... Mysteries portray Michigan. Yes. Awesome. Whoa. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. Yes. It was... My, it was. It felt good. We have a bye week, so, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about it. I mean, we'll you can watch, back. like, Michigan basketball, which is, like, fun and, like, way more fun, if we're being completely honest. And you can, like, listen to our podcast again next week, because we Low will... stakes, high fun for Michigan basketball. Honestly, true. Like, Michigan football, we were like, like if we don't see speed and space and make the playoffs again, we're firing everyone. In Michigan basketball, we're like, it would be fun if we made the tournament, but, like, if not, like, I just like to watch Colin Castleton's side beings float through the air as he runs down the court. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. And go blue. Go blue.